Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market, and today's episode is going to be a good one. We're talking about strength and market sell-offs. I have an email from a person today. I'm going to call him Willie. And Willie is very short and to the point. He says, Ryan, how would you determine which industries are leading the stock market? Thank you, Willie. <laughs> That's it, guys. That's all he had to say. Pretty good question, though, because so often we look at the market selling off and we just assume everything goes down. But even in a market sell-off, even in a strong market sell-off, there's like three stocks that will be going down for everyone that's going up. But that can oftentimes be like 2,400 stocks to the downside, 800 to the upside. So there are pockets of strength in the stock market. And I'm going to talk about how you can find some of those simply by looking at the list of industries and which ones are trending and narrowing it down from there. But first, what am I drinking? Well, I've got Kirkland's Signature Bottled and Bond Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. I always like getting a Bottled and Bond because Bottled and Bond have to actually be 50% alcohol, 100 proof. And that's always what I feel like is the sweet spot with bourbons is getting that 50%. They have to be at least 40 to be a bourbon, but if you can get 50, those are usually some of the better like balances between spicy and hot and nice and flavorful. This is a Costco brand, and I just got a Costco in my area, and so I had to go check it out this weekend. And to my surprise, I didn't know Costco's even had a whole lineup of bourbons, but they do. And in the next two podcasts, I'm going to be highlighting both of them. This first one, the Bottled and Bond Kentucky Straight Bourbon, has a really nice color to it, a very pretty brown. It's clear. There's no color distortion or like murkiness with the color of the bourbon smell is actually really pleasant it's kind of weird because it's floral it kind of like a willet floral but the taste has a strong honey flavor to it i really like it it's good it's pleasant it's got a little bit of a spice kick to it at the end but not too much and here's the killer this thing only was 26 dollars for a full liter now most of the time you get a bottle of bourbon at 750 milliliters this is actually a liter so it's 33% more, $26 for the bottle. Everyday sipper, absolutely. I tried to use this in an old-fashioned because my nine-year Knob Creek is becoming increasingly hard to find at a lot of your stores. And so I'm running out oftentimes and not able to make it the way I like to make it. So I'm trying to find another bourbon that's not going to break the bank. And this one here I was hoping would be it, but it's definitely not good for making my old-fashioned. It's almost a little bit too dull and the simple syrup dulls it too much. So maybe if I was to use that, I'd have to cut back on the simple syrup quite a bit. And right now I only use three-eighths of an ounce of simple syrup. So this thing has an interesting range of flavors. I'd probably compare it to like a Buffalo Trace. 
Buffalo Trace, I rated at an 8.1. I'm giving this a 7.9. Again, everyday sipper, very solid. I will keep this in my collection going forward for 26 bucks. And you can have friends over. You can enjoy this bourbon. And you're not worried about breaking the bank on spending too much on bourbon on your friends. So <laughs> that's a good one. 7.9 for Kirkland's Bottled and Bond Bourbons. Now, back to the talk of industries, finding leading industries in a market sell-off. And the reason why I want to highlight looking at the industries is because it's the, probably the best way to start finding out what stocks are hanging in there during a strong market sell-off. A lot of your market sell-offs, you'll see all 11 sectors trade lower. The times where there are still a few sectors rallying despite a market sell-off, it's usually going to be your safer industries like utilities, staples, real estate, telecom. Those are typically your four sectors that perform the best during a market sell-off. And even when they are selling off, they're usually not selling off as bad as all the other industries like technology or discretionary or healthcare. So instead of looking at the sectors, which isn't likely to provide you with a lot of clues during a market sell-off, it's better to look at the industries. And I use TC2000 to get the list of industries and to find out where the strength is. And you can get that as well with TC2000. There's a link to it in the episode notes. And we've seen a lot of this lately, too, where the market will sell off. And you have a few industries that will be still rallying hard. I've seen it plenty of times with technology in particular. I mean, you'll see technology actually trading lower, but you'll see semiconductors just ripping the face off of the market. You'll get NVIDIA just rallying. No matter what the market does, you'll get AMD to follow NVIDIA. You'll get KLAC and LRCX to follow AMD. And so you get this herd mentality within a very small niche of the market that you can capitalize on. And really, I would say if you're not going to short the stock market ever, and you're always going to be a buyer of stocks or trading to the long side, then this is an important strategy to get a good handle on because it's either you're going cash or you're buying stocks. Now, remember, if the market's selling off, it's still a very difficult market to profit off of. But this approach will provide you with some insight into how to benefit during stock market corrections. So I'm a big promoter of the top-down market strategy. It's basically where you make sure that the direction of whatever trade you're taking is in the direction of the overall market and that whatever stock that you're getting ready to trade is also in alignment with whatever sectors are rallying and whatever industries are rallying within that sector. That's the stocks that you want to focus on. So for instance, if the market's rallying 200 points over the last two months on the S&P 500 and the utility sector is been trading lower, well, you've avoided all of those because you used a top-down trading strategy. But it's a little bit different, though, if you're not shorting the market and you have this compulsion or need to buy stocks, regardless if it's a bull market or a bear market. In order to do it in a bear market, you've got to start drilling down into the individual industries that are holding up the best. And each sector can have industries that buck the trend. And remind you here as well that oftentimes, even in a bull market, you can have a sector like technology that's rallying and semiconductors are lagging, but electrical components are rallying and carrying the market higher. Or maybe it's software that's carrying the market higher, but semiconductors are lagging. So it's good to, no matter what kind of market you're in, to always look at the industries that are helping to guide the market higher. So for instance, in the technology, you can have software leading, semiconductors lagging. 
discretionary. You can have specialty retail rallying, but you can have restaurants selling off. What about staples? You have discount stores. They could be lagging, but you could have beverages selling off. And you could have food and agricultural stocks selling off. You have energy. There's multiple facets of the energy sector from natural gas to oil producers to drillers. And you have all these different segments of the energy sector that can be rallying while the other parts of it are selling off. Then you have materials. I mean, this particular sector couldn't have more craziness in it than any other sector. You have steel, you have gold, you have silver, you have chemicals, specialty chemicals, all sorts of craziness in the material sector. And then health, you have biotech, you have medical devices, diagnostics and research. And at any given point in time, especially with what we were seeing during the whole COVID crisis, you would see a lot of your COVID stocks rallying, but not necessarily the entire healthcare sector rallying. It would be the biotechs rallying on news of a potential vaccine coming out, but everything else would lag. Or maybe it would just benefit one particular company like Moderna or Pfizer, but all the other ones that were competitive with that particular company would sell off. And there's real estate. There's different segments of real estate from commercial buildings to housing to mall properties. And with industrials, there's defense companies. There's stocks like Caterpillar and John Deere, farming equipment. So the reason why I bring all these up is that there's so many different segments, so many different industries within a sector. And it's important to see which parts of the industry are driving the sector and which is also helping if it's in a stock market rally, what's helping drive the market higher. And then that's where you get your stocks and your trade setups from is from those particular industries. Now, on the flip side, if it's a market sell off and you're looking to buy something of value that's not being affected by the market as a whole, then you want to employ the same strategy to be able to find, okay, I don't want to just buy a software stock when the entire industry is down over 8% today. Let's find the stocks that are within a strong industry that's actually managing to buck the trend and see which ones I can go with. Like I said, I follow about 142 industries on the TC2000 platform and on a day like today, and it doesn't really matter if you're listening to this a couple of years from now, it just so happens that the market has sold off today. But on a market sell-off like today, 28 of the 142 industries are selling off. And you actually have some very strong industries doing well, like grocery stores and drug manufacturers. Grocery stores, for instance, are up 3%. Drug manufacturers are up 1.7%. Beverages and wineries up 1.6%. Utilities that are regulated up 1.5%. Gold up 0.6%. A lot of REITs are trading higher. And so even in a market sell-off, there are industries that are doing better than the rest of the market and in often cases rallying. Now, if we get a 100-point sell-off on the S&P 500 or a 1,000-point sell-off on the Dow, there's a good chance that you're probably going to have almost every single industry pushing lower. You can't do nothing about a significant market crash that's likely to take, over time, everything lower. But Run-of-the-mill sell-offs, yeah, there's always pockets of strength that you can go after. Now, you want to remember, too, is that sometimes just because it's rallying one day doesn't mean it's going to rally the next. So you have to keep that in mind, that just because it's strong today doesn't mean it's going to be strong tomorrow. And oftentimes, when the market is selling off and you have a handful of industries that are doing well, and then the market bounces back the next day, you will often find capital rotate out of those industries just because the market's recovering. And that might have been a flight to safety like utility stocks or 
staples place or discount stores. So you want to keep that in mind too. Is this more of a long-term sell-off where maybe I do want to be jumping into some of your discount stores like your Walmarts and your Costco's, your utilities like NextEra Energy? Or is this just kind of like a bump in the road where, okay, we've been rallying for a few days. Now we're selling off for a couple of days. Hey, let's find the stocks that are doing the best during the sell-off and let's target some of those trades that'll do better once the market recovers. We've seen that with Apple of late. The market's still trading at all-time highs simply because Apple won't sell off. And Apple almost single-handedly is holding up the entire market indices while the rest of the market sells off. And that's because it's a $3 trillion stock. And it's bigger than a lot of your industries. In fact, it's bigger than a lot of countries. And it's bigger than the entire Russell 2000 by over 25% as of this podcast episode. And that stock, despite the market selling off, is almost a prime example of how there are opportunities out there that can allow you to get long while the market's selling off. Now, the big problem is trying to spot and trade these industries before the move has been made and becomes almost too obvious to trade at that point where you can't manage the risk and it's more conducive to a sell-off going forward than a continued market rally. And so that's where having a grasp of technical analysis will help to try to show where the breakouts might be taking place. And to also be aware of the fact that you may be wrong on the trade setups, just like you can be wrong on a trade setup in a bull market. You can have stocks that sell off and take out your stop losses. You may also still have that no matter the technical analysis and the research that you put into it. The industry may be strong today, but it may not be strong tomorrow. So keep that in mind. Always use those stop losses because that's going to prevent a small loss from turning into a big loss. And I'd also encourage you to to make sure that you sign up for swingtradingthestockmarket.com. You're going to get all of my market research each and every day. That's going to include my master watch list that I publish at the beginning of each week, plus my daily watch list that I'm going to be sending your way and updates on all the FANG stocks, plus Microsoft, plus Tesla. And you're going to get updates on all of the market indices. That includes the S&P 500, the Russell 2000, the NASDAQ 100, and some of my indicators. Check that out. SwingTradingTheStockMarket.com, and you're helping support this podcast as well. Make sure to leave a five-star review for me. That helps me out tremendously. It continues to allow me to reach a bigger audience so that we can get the message out to people to manage the risk. And don't forget to keep sending me your questions about the stock market, about your trading, and what you need help with. This episode is entirely dependent on you guys continuing to send me your questions and thoughts and problems. I love hearing about them. It sometimes breaks my heart, but I'm going to help you guys as much as possible. Thank you guys, and God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePointer Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to shareplanner.com slash trading block. That's www.shareplanner.com slash trading block. And follow me on SharePlanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at brian at shareplanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon. 